Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Grand Canyon University, a Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering over 250 engaging programs online. GCU integrates the free market system and its welcoming Christian worldview perspective into its academic programs and throughout its online campus. GCU's online students received over $144 million in scholarships in 2021. Visit gcu.edu myoffer to see the scholarships you qualify for. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of GC Live. I am Kendall Smith, joined alongside of Wes Mitchell. And as soon as I clicked the link, I threw you right in there, didn't I, Kendall? This show is literally already going, so he did just kind of throw me right into the fire, but we have a lot to talk about today. No time to waste. So much happening in the world of Gamecock football and official visit this past weekend. Commitments happening for South Carolina and then announcement date set for this week and the coming week. Wes, an official visit this past weekend. Just to kick us off, what did you hear from the players on those official visits and kind of what did they say about their experience at South Carolina? Yeah, you know, like you would expect, very positive experience for all these guys. Uh, 12 official visits, Kendall. Um, you know, I, I think we've, we've been kind of previewing this weekend for, for weeks, for months almost. Um, you know, South Carolina really funneled their most of their visits to this June 10 through June 12th. June 12th. And then, of course, this past weekend, uh, you know, the June 24th weekend. And uh, they kind of wanted, I feel like, to make those weekends almost like a spectacle, you know, like get hype them up, get the guys on campus at the same time maybe get some guys who are committed in here with some guys who are uncommitted and let them kind of build those relationships, let them work some of their maybe future teammates uh, into possibly joining them at South Carolina. So yeah, feedback was great. You know, we haven't talked to everybody. I think we've hadn't counted it up. I think we maybe talked about half, maybe six, seven of the guys. Um, some of these kids are just hard to get on the phone. That's just, that is what it is. But um, I, I think it went really well. You had two guys that, we're already committed coming in, so 10 uncommitted prospects on campus for South Carolina. And really, for this past weekend, the case was that all of these guys were players South Carolina wanted, you know. So all 10 guys that are working hard, guys that they, they want in their program. And, uh, you know, I, I made the comment before I, that I think if they could end up getting half of them, so, uh, you know, six of the 12, then I, I think that would be a pretty positive development for this program. Before we get into talking about those players that did publicly commit over this past weekend, we have to give a shout out to Clint Hammond of the Mortgage Network, our presenting sponsor here on GC Live. We always shout out Clint because he is the best and is a huge supporter of Gamecock Central. You can visit him in South Carolina, email him at chammond at mortgagenetwork.com, NMLS number 71597, phone number 803-576-4450. If you need help with your mortgage, be sure to hit up Clint. He is your guy. We will say it forever and ever. 
because he's just the best. And you can find him on all of those social media accounts listed at the bottom as well. But Wes, getting in to talking about the players that did commit over this past weekend, the ones that did publicly, we're still waiting on one announcement from Shane Beamer over the past weekend, a welcome home tweet that isn't public. But we'll start off talking about Grayson, Pup, Howard, four-star linebacker out of Jacksonville, Florida, a huge pickup for South Carolina, and we've talked about it all month long. South Carolina winning these big-time recruiting battles with other big-time Power 5 schools that are heavily going after these players. This one, a huge pickup for South Carolina, arguably maybe the biggest to this point for the class of 2023. So maybe talk about Grayson a little bit, what he could bring to the table for South Carolina in the process of this recruiting battle for the Gamecocks. Yeah, you know, we call them big boy recruiting battles. You look at the program South Carolina was kind of trying to fight off here. Uh, You know, the final five, Florida, Georgia, Clemson, Texas A&M, and then, of course, the Gamecocks. I mean, I think that says it all. Even if you don't even follow recruiting, you see those four schools as the the ones that your school is battling with. And, um, you know, you know, hey, this guy can play. Like, there's a lot to like about this player. Um, Arguably, you know, I would have to go back and look at the rankings, but Arguably, I would say one of the best high school gets for South Carolina since Beamer arrived in Columbia. Uh, You know, obviously there have been some huge transfers, but as far as the high school class goes, um, you know, the industry is very high on uh, Pup Howard. If you sort of look at the on three consensus average, he's like number 19 linebacker, I think, in the country. But on three itself, so that would be the analysts there like Charles Power, uh, Chad Simmons, those guys, even higher on him, has him as the number seven linebacker in the country. So. You're talking about somebody with the star power. You're talking about somebody who has all the major offers. Um, you know, he. I was going through the list of offers the other day. I think there are probably 50 schools on there. Like, if he wanted to go to a school, uh, chances are he would have had the opportunity, you know, no matter what school that was. He could go about any place in the country. And, um, you know, this was a long, drawn-out, um, I, I think, year plus, you know, maybe even 18 months. Like, I I think you could go back to when South Carolina first uh, hired this new staff. And Pup Howard was one of their first major, major targets they got involved with. And I I think just that long-standing relationship, staying the course with him, you know, he he was one of these guys that sort of checked every box as far as the visits go. Uh, Came in, uh, I believe, last summer. Came to several games. uh, Came to a junior day. Came to the spring game. Then he came for his official visit this past weekend. And I think this this was a guy who was just looking for more than just the flashiness, was looking more than just, let me go to the biggest name, let me go to the best logo, the, the most well-known school. He was looking for on the field, off the field, best connections, trust level with the coaching staff. And, you know, huge shout-out Shane Beamer, highly involved as the head coach. Uh, Clayton White, another big win for him, getting Stone Blanton last year at linebacker, now getting – Pup Howard, maybe more to come at linebacker for South Carolina as well. And uh, good job by Sterling Lucas, too. He took over sort of mid-recruitment um, that area. Mike Peterson had that area before. And, um, yeah, ma- massive get. Obviously, Beamer was incredibly excited. You could see it in his tweet. Uh, the welcome home had a little extra um, little extra ump to it, I would say. So, yeah, th- this is a good get. And uh, here, here in a second, I want to talk about what type of player he is as well, Kendall. Yeah, definitely. We're going to get into the kind of guy he is on the field. I will say, Pup, if you are watching this, 
We would love to have you for an interview on Gamecock Central, uh, trying to get all those guys in the class of 2023 to come on. We just talked with CJ Adams last night, who we will talk about in just a moment on the show. But I've heard such great things about Pup as not just a player, but as a person as well. A great pickup for South Carolina off of the field. But we'll kind of get to that on-field discussion. And Wes, just talking about the kind of player he is, what he could bring to this program. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. We recorded the recruiting rundown, which will go out here shortly. But you mentioned the kind of leader that Grayson could be for South Carolina. So expand on that a little bit more and talk about him as a football player. Yeah, you know, I think this just uh, to sum it up. He's a guy you want to build uh, your defense around, you know, and I mean that from an on the field, you know, ability standpoint, as in this is someone who's going to go make plays for you. When, when I look at recruits, I, I kind of look at, what do they have from a traits standpoint? And then you look at, you know, frankly, what, what are they lacking? Like some guys may have everything else, but then they lack size. Some guys may have everything else, and they lack quite the, the necessary speed to be a superstar. And you may still take those guys because you like every single thing else about them, but you maybe aren't expecting them to be a superstar. When I look at Pup Howard on the field, he kind of has it all. Like, he has SEC size. He has athleticism. He has speed. Uh, he plays with a physicality, which is obviously important for that position. And uh, if y'all bear with me, I'm going to get his highlights up here for those who are not on the audio version. By the way, YouTube is the best way to watch the show. Join us. You can watch the highlights as we talk about them. But um, has everything from that standpoint. Good instincts. You look here, 157 total tackles in 10 games. That's an average of over 15 tackles per game if my math is good which I think that was pretty easy math right there and this is a guy that just off the field Kendall is going to be a leader going to be a locker room guy he has aspirations that I think go well beyond the football field when you talk to him some guys you just say to yourself this person is going to be successful whether it involves football whether it involves other things whatever it may be in life you tell yourself Pup Howard is going to be successful and those are the guys I think you build your culture around. Those are the guys you build sort of, um, you know, you're just the mental makeup of your defense is in really, really good hands when you're building it around kids like Pup Howard. And, you know, frankly, I don't think Carolina has had a ton of success recruiting big-time linebackers in recent years. You know, obviously they, they were able to get Stone Blanton last year, but you go back – you know, some of the guys, even the really successful ones they've had, Kendall, Ernest Jones, who's played in the NFL now with the Rams and, and doing pretty well there. He was he was a great college football player, don't get me wrong, but he was not that highly recruited guy. It was more of an evaluation where, uh, you know, it worked out. Even Sky Moore was not incredibly highly recruited. He was probably, I would say, the best South Carolina linebacker uh, going back behind or before Ernest Jones. Miami came in late but was not a big boy recruiting battle. This was a straight-up recruiting win for South Carolina at the linebacker position, and I think, uh, again, puts them in, in a place where, you know, Craig's sitting there mentioning Jaden Robinson, another four-star linebacker from the state of Florida. I think they're in really good a really good place with him, too. So uh, you could potentially have two four-star linebackers, both from the Sunshine State, in this class, and um, – when you only play two linebackers on the field at once, South Carolina's base defense, you have two linebackers on the field. So you're really talking about shoring up that room 
with a two-man class that uh, that would be really, really good for South Carolina. Yeah, and Grayson, just one of those players that you can see from the video here, obviously just stands out. And we talked about him, again, maybe being one of, if not the biggest, commit so far in this class of 2023, the highest rated one for South Carolina up until this point. But he wasn't the only one that went public over this past weekend. C.J. Adams also going public as well, listed as an athlete, play some wide receiver. We mentioned Jody Wright being very involved in this recruiting battle as well. So tight end could be in there. So we'll talk a little bit about CJ too in the kind of player that he is. You know, CJ is a guy, first and foremost, um, everybody go check out Kendall's video with him. You get to know him a little bit off the field, right? Like that's the point of these uh, Kendall videos, not your typical recruiting interviews. So go learn about him off the field. And, you know, I think you look very polite kid, very nice kid, um, you know, tons to like about him. He's so funny. Like that interview was hysterical. He was talking about his love of Scooby-Doo and Teenage Mutant Ninja Ninja Turtles. And it's so funny because I tell the players before the interviews, I'm like, this is not an average interview. This is not going to be the questions that you always get. It's going to be different. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. And then when the interview is over, they're like, that was the most different interview I've ever done because I'll just ask them the most random things. I mean, they're kids and they want to talk about other things besides football. And I think that the fan base needs to know them for the person they are underneath the football helmet. So that's kind of what we try to do there. And CJ was an awesome person to interview because he really let his personality come through. And I do apologize because it's not just CJ Adams. It is CJ Showtime Adams. That is his name. That's his nickname. He talks about it in that interview. But yeah, sorry to interrupt there and talking about CJ. I just had to give him some props and some some cred because uh, he was really great to talk to during that interview and a lot of fun. Yeah, get get it right, Kendall. CJ Showtime Adams, which is a very fitting nickname, I think. And uh, the point I made in our recruiting rundown as well is that, and the point I was getting to, nice kid off the field then he becomes a straight-up bully on the field, which is obviously something you love to see in what is a very violent game. And not many wide receivers do you see. Let's back this up. The very first clip on his highlight is him just going straight up the blind side where that scene where Michael Orr just runs the guy down the field and then puts him into the um, off the sidelines, just mashes this kid, and then tells him about it and says, stop talking about my mama. So I, I think C.J. Adams – has that bully factor, which you love to see from a wide receiver. Like, there, there's some Debo Samuel mindset here. There's some Jaheim Bell mindset here. Obviously, anytime you mention those guys and compare them to those guys, you know, you don't want to put that expectation on him to be there or to be what those guys were. But also, let's remember, Debo Samuel, Jaheim Bell also were not incredibly highly rated guys either. So, CJ has – Kind of flown under the radar, surprising to me, because he is a really good athlete, really good football player, and uh, he's a bully on the field, which you love that mindset. And I think, you know, Justin Stepp involved, uh, but Jody Wright involved too. And I, I think that tells you he's a wide receiver, but there is a chance he could end up playing more of that sort of Jaheim Bell role and do a little bit of everything. He played quarterback his um, sophomore year, I think, uh, of high school played wide receiver as a junior, which is what you're watching right now, his tape from then, and, and just really excelled. And, and you see right here, you know, after he gets the ball, he kind of turns into a running back 
really difficult to bring down, has some thickness to him, has some strength to him. And I, I really like the pickup. I, I mean, again, not incredibly highly recruited. He just took a very low-key approach to his his process, Kendall. South Carolina offered. He visited a couple times. He committed. He announced it the same day. There wasn't a lot of fan fanfare. There wasn't a lot of flash. It was just like, hey, this is where I'm going, and, uh, you know, let, let's get it going. So I, I'm a fan. I, I like the way he handled the process, too. And um, this could be one of those very, very underrated pickups for the Gamecocks. And, again, when I see him, I just think bully on the field. Like, he's he's trying to create contact. And if I'm a high school defender, I'm not enjoying being on the other end of that. So when I was talking to him yesterday, I always ask them before the interview just about where they're from, kind of get to know them a little bit better before I click record. And I was asking him about his position because I know that he played wide receiver this past year, but he's also listed on some sites as an athlete. He played quarterback at one point. And I was like, what do you prefer to be called? Like, what would you prefer that I say? And he was like, oh, I'm an athlete. Like I'm 100% an athlete. Like I can play all the positions. I want to do everything. So just again, speaking to his versatility there. And then he described himself during the interview as rough and tough. That is how he described himself as a football player. I think that's what you can see here from the film. That first play that it's kind of funny, like in some ways, because he just took that guy out and then he gets up and just goes on about it. So, I mean. Oh, he he told him about it too. Like yeah. there was a. Uh... There, there was some, uh, there was some jaw in here, which, like, you know, wide, wide receivers don't always have that, that instinct to do that. And with wide receivers, there, there may be, don't be wrong, there may be some talking, but wide receivers don't always have the physicality to back it up that you see from um, C.J. Adams. And this, this is a guy I would say from, from the moment we found out South Carolina was really prioritizing him you kind of start to look at him and say, why are there not more big-time offers here? Because he, he has a ton of positive traits, I would say. And, um, you know, I, I just I, I think it's going to be end up being a steal for South Carolina, um, someone that uh, maybe isn't as talked about by the average casual fan. But, I mean, you, you watch it, you see he, he kind of jumps off the page too. Yeah, absolutely. In South Carolina, just a few days ago, also getting a a JUCO transfer offensive lineman. I feel like we need to talk about him as well because we didn't on the recruiting rundown. Isaiah Jada, 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 Jada. Jada. Okay. I knew it was one of those two. Um, 6'6", 310 pounds, like I said, Juco transfer coming to South Carolina. So Wes, for anybody that maybe doesn't know much about him, what can you tell us? You know, this was a camp evaluation, an O-line, D-line camp evaluation. South Carolina, you know, we knew they wanted to take a big O-line class. And, uh, you know, I think that was going to look like, and still probably will look like four, maybe five guys. But on top of that, they also were looking at the possibility of taking one or two transfers or JUCO guys. You know, it makes sense because whenever we talk about the current team and we talk about the O-line, we always talk about how many seniors, how many upperclassmen, how many redshirt juniors are on this team right now playing the offensive line spot. So what does that mean? You're going to be losing those guys either this offseason or the offseason after that. So I think getting someone with some – maturity, some physical maturity. It's a little bit older than your average high school player. 
was going to be very, very important here. And I think that's the role Jada fills. He comes in. They're going to probably ask him to at least be in the rotation his first year in the program. Looks outstanding physically. He has the size. They wanted to see him actually work out. And he came into the O-line, D-line camp. He excelled. They liked him a lot. He spent a ton of time around the program. This was not technically an official visit, but he stayed in town for two, three days. They got to know him as a person. He got to know them as a person. And at that point, it was really kind of a foregone conclusion that he was going to end up at South Carolina. They wanted to make sure before they offered him, get their complete information on the transcripts. That's obviously important. And once they got all the information in, they offered him. And then he actually committed to South Carolina like the same day, like very, very quickly after he got the offer. And that was, I mean, these days are entirely running together at this point. That was not this past Saturday. It was actually the Saturday before um, was when he got the offer, when he committed. He went public um, this past Friday, I think, if I'm getting that right. So, uh, but, but he, you know, as soon as he had the opportunity, he jumped all over it. And, you know, I, I think it is a guy that's, again, he, he's not going to jump off the page as far as being a highly rated guy. But I think if you're a fan, you can take a little solace in the fact that they did work him out personally, you know, up close in person and were able to get a feeling for how he moves and because the size was there, you, you knew that part was going to check out. He looks the part of SEC offensive lineman all the way. They're able to get a feel for how he moves. Is he coachable? And how does he fit in around the program? I was watching him out there at, at camp, just hanging around. And I told somebody, I was like, this guy's going to end up at South Carolina if they offer because he just, he looks like he's already a player here. It's like he just like interjected himself into the program, I was like, this kid looks like he doesn't want to leave. And that ended up being the case. You're muted, Kendall. Well, now I feel like an old person who's like on the Zoom and they like forget that they're muted and they start talking. I believe that's your first ever accidental mute on GC Live. So congratulations on breaking that barrier because uh, that's normally a Chris Clark thing to do. So great. Great, great. Well, I'm glad that, you know, I'm on the same page as Chris now. I, I muted myself because my dog opened my door and his like little collar was jingling. So I didn't want that to be a background noise. We don't need your excuses, Kendall. I know. No excuses, just results. Play like a champ. Good stuff for South Carolina. I was saying getting an offensive lineman, it's never a bad thing, especially with some of the ups and downs that, uh, you know, occurred with the offensive line last year. So fans certainly can't be mad about that. And we talk about, you know, those guys that have committed publicly. And there are some more public commitments coming this week. Some announcement dates set uh, for guys that have been heavily recruited by South Carolina. Two coming on Friday, July 1st. One of those from Braylon Johnson, a defensive back from Virginia. He was just on an official visit to South Carolina a few weeks ago. And then the second being J. Brown Harvey and Edge from North Carolina. So those two coming on Friday where do you think South Carolina stands with those guys Wes yeah you know Kendall I think um today that um I would predict South Carolina could probably split those two you know we'll we'll be tracking it leading up sometimes you get new information right up to you know the the announcement day but 
with, with those two guys, I, I look at Jabron Harvey. South Carolina made a good run at him. He he was on his official visit that same weekend as Braylon Johnson, the June 10th weekend. But North Carolina has kind of been considered – they're always I always like to say they're the perceived favorite. Like, we all gather as much information as we can. You still never truly know what a high school kid is going to do. So, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll put it like that. But the perceived favorite for much of the process for J. Brown Harvey has been North Carolina. I think South Carolina made a good run at it. He uh, he said his visit was a 10 out of 10 when we talked to him. So, so it went very well. So you can't rule out this being a surprise, a surprise pick of South Carolina. But I tend to lean back to the perceived longtime favorite with North Carolina. They tend to do a fantastic job of keeping edge rush, keeping defensive line guys in state. And, um, you know, with them being the, the favorite or perceived favorite for some time, I would probably predict them. Uh, you know, with, with Braylon Johnson, defensive back out of Highland Springs, Virginia, I think this is a South Carolina-Virginia Tech battle right now. I tend to lean a little bit South Carolina on this one. There are some longstanding connections here. His coach slash dad uh, played at Virginia Tech, um, actually was there around the same time as Torian Gray, around the same time as Shane Beamer, played for Frank Beamer. You look at Antoine Wells Jr., who was here as a wide receiver. He played at that school as well. And there's really a lot of – there's a lot of connections there that I think work in the Gamecocks' favor. So we'll see. Again, still a little bit of time there, maybe some jockeying, but those are that's where I would lean right now, Kendall. So on Saturday, the craziness won't stop for South Carolina because there's another huge name in the world of South Carolina recruiting that will be committing on Saturday night, July 2nd at 7 p.m. Four-star quarterback in the class of 2024, Dante Reno. He has not hid his love for South Carolina one tiny bit throughout the recruitment process, but he'll be announcing on Saturday where he will be going to school. So, you know, I think the Gamecocks could feel pretty good about this one just based on what Dante is posting on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, again, going public with that on Saturday. But Wes, where do you think the Gamecocks stand with this one? Yeah. I mean, there's not really any point in like playing coy on this one. I mean, he has made it, abundantly clear that he really, really, really likes South Carolina. And, you know, I, I think the Gamecocks are in great shape going in. He, he's gone as far as I would I would say, I mean, wouldn't you categorize it as he's been recruiting guys on Twitter to South Carolina? That That's the way I would explain it. Um, so, yeah. Dante not really hiding his love for Carolina. This just feels almost like a formality. Um, you know, we'll, we'll let Dante have his moment, and then we'll talk about what it means if he does pick South Carolina. But um, clearly would be the first 2024 commitment if it happens. And, hey, starting the class with a, with a quarterback, with a guy who's going to be willing to recruit others for you, with a guy who wants to recruit others. I think the I mean, this guy has some, some passion. He's got some beamer to him, I feel like. He has some, like, some juice. He has some passion about South Carolina football. He really does. And – I think that will play well. He he visited twice, I think, in June and, and was in for several days towards the beginning of June, was back this past Saturday for the Carolina cookout. He's already built relationships. You look at some of these in-state 2024 kids, uh, you know, Mazio Bennett, Cam Pringle, um, you know, Josiah Thompson from Dillon, 
you know, th these are guys that South Carolina is going to be highly, highly prioritizing, and Dante Reno already has relationships with them. So that that should play very much in the Gamecocks' favor moving forward, and um, we'll see if he makes it official on Saturday. But I think we all would feel pretty good about the Gamecocks' chances here. So Dante in the class of 2024, and I want to talk about this really quickly on the show, West, because South Carolina has been really targeting three quarterbacks between the class of 2023 and 2024, obviously Dante Reno, um, and then you've got Dylan Lonergan in there as well, and he just announced that he's going to be delaying his recruitment uh, announcement, his announcement to where he'll be committing until July 12th, originally scheduled for July 5th. So when that happens, you know, a lot of people wonder, why is that happening? Is there something else that may be going on? Dylan was at South Carolina for that first official visit weekend towards the beginning of June. So do you have any insight as to why it could be postponed? Or is it just kind of one of those things where you think, oh, maybe since it's the day after 4th of July, they just want to draw it out a little bit longer? Yeah, it, it really was more, from what Dylan has said, a thing of logistics. And, you know, he told Phil Kornblute, you know, we'll lean on this, that he had the original date and then it just became clear that a lot of his teammates or friends or whoever, people that were going to be there uh, were not going to be available on July 5th. I'm guessing probably some of them were out of town for July 4th. And, um, it just made more sense to push it back. So it sounds like, at least from what he has said, that this is not a recruiting-oriented move. It's just more uh, along the lines of logistics. Now, you know, I think there's been a lot of people assuming for a long time that he's going to end up at South Carolina. I'm still not convinced. Um, I think – not that he couldn't. I think he still could. But I just um, – I've kind of really had a hard time predicting where he's going to end up and have not felt comfortable predicting where he's going to end up. He was at Stanford this past weekend. You know, I, I think they, they did their job to make a push there. I don't think you can count out Alabama either. Uh, if you made me make a prediction, I don't know if I can make one right now. So uh, a lot of people have kind of been assuming it's going to be South Carolina for a long time. Still could be, but um, I've been very cautious. Um, I've been very uh, conservative here about making a prediction. So, so we'll find out. Um, and, of course, we're going to have coverage of it either way on, on Gamecock Central. But mm -hmm. we shall see. Obviously, a, a really good football player and a really good baseball player as well. So there's always that factor to remember here is he plays baseball. He wants to do both in college. And, you know, he he wants to he, – he obviously wants to play professionally one of those sports one day. What happens? What happens if he gets drafted incredibly highly? And – then there's a decision to make there too. So all those things I would say are, are big factors here with Dylan Lonergan. It's definitely going to be interesting about 14 days, almost 14 days, uh, 12. No, I'm terrible at math. July 2nd to July 12th. That's 10 days between Dante Reno announcing his commitment and then Dylan Lonergan announcing his commitment. <laughs> nobody nobody judge me for my math abilities. That's why I'm a broadcast journalism major at the University of South Carolina. Yeah, they tell you you're not going to have to do math in this business, but sometimes you actually you do. I had to do it yesterday, especially in baseball. It's not my cup of tea, luckily. Baseball is a big numbers game. Oh, it's big numbers. And I was trying to figure out all these numbers yesterday. 
that's a whole other story. Um, another quarterback we're getting a question from Brandon about, and I feel like we can maybe just touch on this for a second, is a 2024 quarterback, Jaden Bradford out of Chapin, South Carolina. He goes to IMG. Uh, he's, you know, still going through his recruitment process right now as well. Very high on South Carolina. If Dante commits on Saturday to South Carolina, how do you think that might influence Jaden's decision, Wes? And then what do you think the timeline could be for him in terms of an announcement? Yeah, you know, we've we've kind of we've kind of looped these guys together for some time, you know, and I, I still think that's I think I think that's the way you frame it up. Um can Carolina get two out of the three? Like that I don't think you get three out of the three. Like that seems Especially with the quarterback room, they are. Yeah, have, quarterback right? room is in a great place already. It seems obsessive to uh, or excessive to get three of the three. Um, quarterbacks kind of go in knowing there's going to be a chance people transfer out, right? So two out of three would be great. I, I think it kind of if you if you put it like this, we you can project Dante Reno to South Carolina. Like let's just let's go ahead and do that. So so Reno's taking one spot. Um, you feel pretty comfortable predicting. So then it's like, all right, is it Reno and Bradford or is it Reno and Lonergan? Who, you know, who's in what class? Obviously, I mean, it's no secret. It's been rumored. I'll, I'll put it heavily in the rumor category. It's been rumored that Reno could be a 2023. Um, so you look two, two out of the three, but, but which two is it? I don't think that's very clear yet. And, you know, Jaden has not really discussed a decision timeline that I have seen. You know, he's been taking his visits. He's been to South Carolina several times, but he's been to Louisville. He's been to Texas here recently. I think he visited LSU, I believe, in June as well. You know, he's going through the process, and he he's he knows what's going on at South Carolina. He, he knows they're recruiting Dante Reno. He knows they're recruiting Dylan Lonergan as well. So, these kids have to make decisions that are not in a vacuum, right? Like if all else was equal and, you know, I think if South Carolina was only recruiting Jaden Bradford and, uh, you know, there weren't other quarterbacks involved and other spots involved, I think it would be pretty easy to project Bradford to South Carolina because he grew up here, he grew up pulling for the program, grew up going to games. So, but it does, recruiting does not ha- happen in a vacuum. It's, all these things are tied together, but that's also what makes it very difficult to predict. So um, the first domino is Reno on Saturday, but I think we can already go ahead and kind of project that domino. But then just from a timeline standpoint, as far as we know, the next domino will be July 12th, and that will be Dylan Lonergan, and um, we'll, we'll see what happens from there, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of if ands. But in this situation, like you said, Dante Reno has to commit to South Carolina for us to really discuss the other possibilities. But then it'll come down to Dylan. If Dante does commit, will he reclassify? At this point, he said no, he's not planning on doing that. Uh, But he is older for the class of 2024. I believe he just turned 18 years old um, at some point in the spring. So definitely an older guy certainly could be an option for him if he wishes to take that option. But as of right now, like you said, very much in the rumor category, not something he's confirmed, something he's actually denied and said that he is not going to do. So uh, we will see how all of that 
happens to play out for South Carolina. I saw a funny comment. Uh, Beamer is making sure he doesn't go through last year at quarterback ever again. In South Carolina, uh, Zeb Noland, I mean, you have to give him credit. And it's still to this day something where I'm just like in awe of what he was able to do for South Carolina. To carry and Joyner during the Dukes Mayo Bowl, incredible. Like those guys deserve all of the credit, all of the hype, all of the applause. But yeah, I mean, now South Carolina's quarterback room, just the depth there and the amount of guys in it and then the guys that they're recruiting, it's certainly something that I think has uh, gotten a little bit more steady since this time last year, which is always a good thing for South Carolina. Uh, Wes, really quickly, before we get into the next part of the show, we want to shout out Liberty Tax. Give them some some love here. You want to do that one? Yeah. Um Kendall is not going to – good grief, y'all. I I'm, I can't find my graphic for some reason. There it is. All right. Um, Kendall has been cured of her taxiety. She was telling me before the show that um, the taxiety had been really, really bad lately. It's been cured thanks to our friends at Liberty Tax. 803-462-5576 is the number. There's going to be a little scroll below us for the rest of the show. It has more information. But our, our friends at Liberty Tax actually – Go well beyond just your personal taxes. If you own a business, if you're starting a business, if um, you know, you're know you in a situation where you maybe don't know exactly what that even looks like as far as starting a business goes, hit them up and they can help sort of walk you through the process so that you can know what to expect from your tax situation moving forward so that when you are doing your taxes, um, I guess that would be maybe eight months from now or so, you already know what to expect, and it, there won't be any surprises. There won't be anything that catches you off guard. So 803-462-5576 is your uh, information that you need there. Just give them a shout. They have several locations right here in Columbia. And, again, um, there's a number that's scrolling right there. Columbia, Irmo, and Lexington, I should say, to be more specific. 803-462-5576. Hit them up. I promise they'll take care of you. Tell them that Wes and Kendall sent you. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to taxes, for me, it's just never a fun time. And as I get older, I'm 21 years old now. And as I continue to get older and just immerse myself into the world of adulting, it's just one of those things that's never a great time. But when you have a place like Liberty Tax that's able to help you out, it always makes it a little bit easier and a little bit more enjoyable. So we're Kendall super is literally sitting at football camp. Doing taxes. Doing taxes. Or getting ahead on her taxes for next Tough year. Times. Tough times. Uh, Uh, Wes, there is a player that I really want to talk about on the show here, and it's Jaden Robinson, 2023 linebacker. Just yesterday, uh, he came out with his top four, those schools being South Carolina, Michigan, Maryland, and Kentucky. He's in the ESPN 300, four-star rated uh, linebacker. So with him, a lot of people saying South Carolina in a great position here. Um, What do you know about his recruitment process up to this point and where South Carolina stands among those other top four schools that he just named? Yeah, and I would say not only a top four, I think those are going to end up being the final four because I I do think uh, a decision could be on deck, uh, could be relatively soon. He has talked a bit about, you know, maybe holding out, maybe waiting until the season, maybe taking one more official visit. My projection right now would be that he does not do that and he goes ahead and gets the process over with. And, um, you know, if that ends up being the case, I think South Carolina is in a great position here. He has been to campus several times. Um, 
was hosted by Jaheim Bell on his official visit. There are some ties there. His coach is actually related to Jaheim Bell. So some, some longstanding relationships there. And, uh, and Carolina's done a really good job recruiting him as well. So you look at, again, maybe pairing him up, Robinson and Pup Howard. That's two four-star linebackers in the class. And um, that, that would be really, really, I would say, just impressive for South Carolina. I can't remember the last time that they were able to do that, just get two bona fide guys um, you know, at that position that are, you know, across the board, like they, these aren't just sort of borderline guys. Like they highly recruited and have some really nice offers. And uh, Michigan was one of the more recent offers for Jaden Robinson. So that tells you a little bit about his ability too. I think Kentucky had him in on an official visit. They were pushing to make a move here, you know, and even Kentucky, I would say Kendall defensively, you look at Stoops and the job he has done there. They have, really done a phenomenal job of getting some kind of under-the-radar guys. I, I put some stock into their evaluation process at Kentucky as well. So that, that's that's a meaningful offer in my opinion. But Gamecock's in great shape, I think. I think Carolina fans will get some good news there, uh, may, maybe fairly soon. So uh, we'll obviously have coverage of that on Gamecock Central if they do and would be really, really nice for for Carolina. Another player who was at South Carolina this past weekend that I've seen – be talked about a little bit in the comments today here on GC Live is Trey Webb, a four-star running back who, again, was at South Carolina this past weekend. And he's had a very up-and-down recruiting process, to say the very least. But South Carolina, one of those schools that's kind of listed as a school that he's been a little warmer to um, in terms of his, you know, maybe interest over the past few months. So a guy that I think a lot of people are wondering about South Carolina looking to get a running back commit uh, of that caliber four stars. So have you heard anything on him, maybe his visit and then where South Carolina could stand there? Yeah, good, good question. And there are several other names I just see floating around in the chat here. So I know we're getting somewhat close to the end of the show. So I'm, I'm going to just hit on several of these guys at the same time because I know fans have been wanting to know kind of the give, – give me the headline, I think, is what some fans want to hear is just where where is he leaning? With Trey Webb, he did visit South Carolina over the weekend. He was one of the 12 official visitors and went very well. From what I heard, he was engaged. Like, he was he was into the visit. This wasn't just a, I'm going to go, you know, eat some good food. Like, I think he was – I think there is real interest in South Carolina. I also think at the end of the day, Penn State probably still the favorite. That's where I would lean for Trey Webb. There, depending on who you ask, there's you know, oh, South Carolina's not really necessarily in it. Like he's kind of already made up his mind. And then some people you ask say, you know, he's actually truly torn. And he he was going to make an announcement on the thirtieth. He has since pushed that back. So that does speak a bit to the thought that, you know, may, maybe he is still deciding. So South Carolina, Penn State, Florida, those are the three. Um, he's been committed to a couple of other schools during the process, so I, I think he wants to make sure that this is the final one. Gamecocks will keep fighting here. Um, we'll see if they can end up with one of the major running backs that they were still after. Um, they're still fighting for D.J. Braswell, too, the four-star running back that had announced a top four that Carolina was not in. Uh, you know, they're, they're still doing what they can to push there. They're still going to try to be involved there. He's making his announcement on July 2nd. We haven't talked about him as much because he, um, you know, had, had put out a top four and not include South Carolina. But 
they're still going to keep pushing there. So we'll see if they can land one of those guys at running back. Uh, I see Marky Anderson and DJ Geth mentioned in the comments. The Dylan, uh, excuse me, the Dorman four-star offensive lineman with Anderson, three-star with Geth. I think Carolina in great shape with Anderson. I think uh, they're the, the major favorite. He wants to make a decision late July, early August, somewhere around there. I think Carolina will probably end up getting him. Geth more torn, I would say. Uh, could be South Carolina, could be North Carolina, which is where his dad went to school and played basketball. So that connection can be hard to beat out, right? You know, if you're, if you're if your parent played at a school, there's not that his dad's even pushing him, but that that matters. I think when you know following in your family's footsteps sometimes uh, can be an important factor. So I, I think he's kind of torn. Could go either way. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Uh, Bakari Swain is an athlete that we haven't talked about. Three star kid out of Georgia. He took his official. I think Kalani in pretty good shape with him as well. Um, you know, and those are the guys that I, I feel. So on Sunday, make sure I don't skip anybody. On Sunday, we basically said Carolina should feel good, in our opinion, of the guys that were on campus. You had the two that are already committed. They should feel good about C.J. Adams. He ends up committing. Should feel good about Pup Howard. He ends up committing. And they should feel good about Jaden Robinson, Bakari Swain, and Marquis Anderson. So those would have been the five, then plus the, the two that were committed Already, those would have been the five that I felt the best about South Carolina's position with. Um, Geth, again, South Carolina or North Carolina. Some of the other guys, it's been a little bit more difficult to to ascertain. Um, Shandavian Bradley, not sure there. He's got a final three, Tennessee, A&M, South Carolina. I would probably lean to that being Tennessee, but uh, again, not a lot of information floating around beyond those three. Uh, TJ Searcy, not a lot of information floating around. We'll see, um, you know, Aiden Williams, four-star wide receiver, could be Ole Miss, could be LSU, could be South Carolina. I think South Carolina probably maybe a little bit behind there, but but we'll see. So um, Craig said Robinson, Wes. Um, I said Jaden Robinson in that list, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so Jaden Jaden Robinson, one of, one of the guys I would, I would list as, as Carolina feeling good about. So we'll see on the others, but Kendall generally – this doesn't go without fail, but generally the ones that we're hearing the extra positive things about, then you feel good about. And the guys you're not necessarily hearing as much about, that means the chances to land them aren't quite as good. Um, so that that's how I would frame up. That's how I would sum up the entire weekend at this point uh, and the guys that Carolina is involved with. Some people asking about Zane McLeod too. So anything on him in state guy, who's obviously big time and a guy who's getting a ton of offers, ton of looks, um, someone that South Carolina would clearly love to land, but also one of those big boy recruiting battles that would certainly be hard. So what do you have on him? Yeah. You know, it's going to be tough to predict his recruitment. I, I look at Zay as the guy who right now is sort of just, seeing what all is out there. You know, I, I think early on, he was a very, very strong South Carolina lean. And, you know, he's from a, a small town. He's from Camden. It's literally, you know, you can get to, to campus in 30, 35 minutes at most. And I, I think South Carolina was kind of the, the easy answer there early on. 
Now I think he's sort of started to expand out. He, he's looked at other schools. He's taken an official visit to LSU. He's visited Texas A&M. He's visited Oklahoma, Georgia several times. So he's kind of branching out and, and seeing some of the rest of the world. Does it circle back? Does it come full circle and end up being South Carolina? Or does he find what he's looking for elsewhere? That's the big question. I think it's too difficult to necessarily predict right now. I have long thought, Kendall, that he would ultimately end up at South Carolina. But um, I can't honestly sit here and say that I'm incredibly confident in that anymore. I I think we're all just going to have to kind of watch it play out ourselves. And uh, another in-state guy, let's go ahead and hit him as well. Uh, Montague Rames, who Brandon is asking about in the chat. I I think the Gamecocks are in really, really good shape there. Uh, This is the Sumter defensive end slash edge prospect, uh, a very important target for South Carolina. And I, I think they're in really, really good shape, Kendall. So we'll, we'll see if they can add him to the commitment list here fairly soon or, or when he wants to make his decision. He has said it could be uh, very, very soon. So that, that would be one to keep an eye on for South Carolina. And I know we're getting a question in the chat about that welcome home tweet that hasn't gone public yet where Shane Beamer said, great players want to play with great players and he capitalized great. And a lot of people thinking, Oh, you know, this could mean something. Um, One of the players with that in their last name. So I don't know, you know, how much you know about that situation. A lot of the times with the non-public stuff, you know, at Gamecock Central, Wes and Chris always do a great job. They want to try to keep a lot of that under wraps so that the players can have their moment in the sun and have their opportunity to announce where they're going to go to school. Um, so I don't know if you wanted to speak on that at all or maybe any hints or anything that you could know about that. Yeah, Kendall, I would just say I wouldn't read into the word great. Like, he is a great player, but I wouldn't read into the last name great. Um I'll just put it like that. I think a lot of people are getting getting very excited about that possibility. Then you had a lot of people assuming, um, you know, hey, it might be Trey Webb. All this stuff is fun to uh, to talk about, but um, yeah, I wouldn't read into the the great. Just the, he's a great player, not that that's his name. Yeah, and I do know that uh, Shane Beamer likes to capitalize words in his tweets like that's his thing <laughs> like every time some like, caps and some some exclamation points right <laughs> yes lots of exclamation points long hashtags and then um capitalizing like words like that's just his kind of twitter style it's his twitter brand so whenever he does that um you know it's interesting and then it's really interesting here i don't know if this means anything like i'm just saying this based off of what i saw because when beamer tweeted that Trey Webb retweeted yesterday something that he tweeted on the 27th. Great players want to play with great players. So there's always like a weird, you just never know. Like the guys, like, and I'm not saying that it's Trey Webb. I'm not saying that at all. But like, there's always going to be this speculation of like, oh, it could be this person or this person based off what they're tweeting, what they're saying. Social media is a very interesting place. And there can be a lot of hypothetical situations that are conjured up based off of what is tweeted and what people think could be true. Yeah. I'm not reading into that tweet either. We'll, we'll just put it like that. Um, but I'm picturing Gamecock fans as that meme of, uh, the dude from, uh, Oh, what's that show? Oh man, I don't watch it. So I, I can't remember what show it is, but the dude's like just pinning up the, 
the strings and he's like tying, you know, it's like the B movie detective who's trying to tie all the different things together. Like, all right, you're not helping me here, Kendall, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Like the conspiracy theory meme where the guy's just like, they're like grabbing all the little details and facts and trying to put them all together. And every little thing is a clue, but it's not mm-hmm. always in recruiting. Yeah. yeah. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, okay. I don't know that actor's name, y'all. I don't, I don't know actors like that. I don't know. Yeah, there we go. People's names. Travis. Travis. Good job, Travis. Um, yeah, no, it is so funny to be able to look at Twitter and kind of just see what players are putting out there and then, what people are speculating based off of what's been said, especially with recruiting. Um, It's interesting, but I know that there's going to be a lot more that is going to be coming South Carolina's way over the next few weeks over the summer, as we get closer and closer to the season. I'm so excited during the show, I got my approval to go to SEC media day. So I will be there um, at the end of July in Atlanta, Georgia, Shane Beamer's on the same day as Mike Leach, Nick Saban and Clark Lee. So I think he's got a pretty good batch of coaches that are going to be with him. It's on that Tuesday, like, july 25th or 26th um so you know when you get that like oh my god that's the one <laughs> i was really went, you really went out of your way to get that up there well shout out to jamie um he said the meme is from horrible bosses perhaps and he was absolutely right so thanks jamie all right sorry Kend- uh kendall keep going that is so funny Um, No, but I was just saying, like, you know, it's exciting because we talk about the season getting closer and closer. And I feel like when media day gets here, it's like right around the corner and it'll be here before we know it. But until then, announcement date set. We'll be keeping you up to date with all of it on GamecockCentral.com. Wes is doing a great job over there, just holding down the fort, making sure all that info comes out. Uh, Hopefully you're holding up okay. You have a vacation planned soon, right, Wes? Oh, yeah, I'm out next week. So y'all don't tweet me. Y'all don't text me. Y'all don't call me. Y'all don't instagram me don't snapchat me don't text me as an at to me because i will text west just like randomly throughout the days just and it'll be like so yeah that's how i text like i'll text one thing then the next thing next thing next thing like as i think that's kind of how i text i don't always text it in like a big paragraph i'm not gonna answer you next week so i'm just gonna <laughs> tell you my phone is gonna be off so i, I will be out of uh i was about to say out of the country i wish i'm gonna be sitting on a beach next week um but if any commitments happen to come up i will try to have had the articles already ready to go out so if you if you see if you see an article go out with my name on it i didn't write it that day it was pre-written and uh because i'm i'm not touching the internet at all except to look up restaurants um next week and then we'll be back in it and then guess what it'll be time for football like preseason will be almost here be like three what three weeks away from mm-hmm. from preseason once preseason starts once camp starts season's here y'all so yeah I don't even like I'm excited I'm very excited but I'm also sad because I'm going to be a senior and I just don't I don't really like that at all so anyways well, not gonna you, gotta, end you gotta grow up sometime Ken. <laughs> You got to become an adult. You got to do your taxes. I had, like, two years taken away because of COVID. So yeah, that is kind of my lame. one normal year. And I, I don't really do, you know, normal football season because I'm working all the games, but I would not want it any other way. That is how I like it to be very, very excited. I think there's a lot in store for South Carolina 
this year. But that's going to do it. Any final thoughts that you'd like to share, Wes? Well, I was going to say uh, tomorrow I will actually be doing a uh, – I guess we'll call it a GC Live, but I'll be doing a special interview with Hillary Cox. And uh, for those who don't know Hillary, um, her official title is uh, – She's an associate athletic director for administration at South Carolina, but she essentially helps run South Carolina's in-house NIL um, stuff. And so Hillary has a big week ahead too, because on July 1st is when the NIL rules change. The state law will be repealed, and then all the NIL rules will basically revert back to the NCAA's rules and the university's rules. So that opens some things up for South Carolina as an institution to be able to do some things in-house. A lot of Gamecock fans do not know what that means, myself included. So Hillary's going to hop on. This will probably be 2 o'clock. Hillary's going to hop on and answer questions for Gamecock fans about what this means for NIL. So looking forward to hearing from Hillary, looking forward to learning along with the rest of you about the upcoming changes for NIL and South Carolina's going to have a marketplace, I believe. Just lots of little things that, that is, they're going to be involved with and uh, looking forward to hearing from Hillary. So be on the lookout for that. Again, that'll be Wednesday, 2 p.m. We'll do it live, but then, of course, it'll be posted and archived after the fact as well. But that's all I got, Kendall. All right, everybody, be sure to check that out. Thank you all so much for joining us on this edition of GC Live. Head over to GamecockCentral.com for more. Be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, everything. Like this video. Comment down below the player that you want the most for South Carolina. I don't know. Give us a comment. Like, tell us what you're thinking. Um, And then be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and turn on your notifications. We've got a ton of content coming your way. We won't probably do a GC Live before the 4th of July. So have a wonderful 4th of July. Everybody stay safe. And thank you all so much for joining us. He's Wes Mitchell. I'm Kendall Smith. And we will see you soon. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.